John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Jim Jeffries Show podcast. I'm Jim Jeffries. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate the show in a good way. If you rate it in a bad way, that won't be helpful to me or my failing career. Um, I, I, my management make me do this every week. And when I say every week, they made me do it both weeks because this is week two. Uh, but this weekend, I'll be at the Bagada in Atlantic City. I'll be there with Forrest Shaw. Say hello, Forrest. Hi, this is Forrest. Forrest will be opening up for me. That means that he will be the person talking whilst you're taking your seats. Mm-hmm. Um, October 13th. It's in better Baltimore. than the asshole joke you did last week. I thought La- you were going to go there La- again. Last week, I did yeah. a joke about Forrest will be opening for me in the way that he will be yeah, laying they, they down and parting, my, parting yeah. his asshole so okay. that because I find it comforting. But that's, that's not actually what Forrest does. He does less than that. Um, right, October 13th two. in Baltimore at the Hippodrome and October 14th in Durham, North Carolina at the Durham Performing Arts Center. Um, we're here with Forrest Shaw, who, who co-hosts the Jim Jeffrey Show podcast. Forrest, say hello. Hi, it's me with a gaping asshole again. I'm here this week again, uh, and uh, let's introduce our guests on the podcast. It's two writers from the Jim Jeffrey Show, Kevin Avery and Lucas Kavanagh. Say hey. hello. Hey, great to be here. On I the like to say Kevin Avery, Emmy Award winning. Oh my! Because yeah. he won an Emmy last week with John Oliver. And I hope cherish that. <laughs> 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 like, like, I don't know if another one's coming your way for a very long time. <laughs> Polish that. Look at it. Be happy that it exists. Where, where have you put it? Well, right now, I, I just moved into a new place. So it's uh, the, there's in the TV stand, like obnoxiously underneath my television. I'm going to move them to my office. He brought it into the office, though, and he wouldn't show Okay, it. I need to... It's I here? didn't bring it to the office. I was staying at a hotel that weekend, and I came straight to you work. You stayed at a hotel in LA for the Emmys just because you got the free room? Well, how fucking, how us... much in the suburbs do you fucking live? <laughs> they put, <laughs> I live in Silver Lake. They put us up in the, every year. They, they The HBO puts all the folks up at the... Every at the, every year. It's rubbing it in. The, no, I'm just saying. They, they put you up at the, the Four Seasons. And so it's fun to hang out with all the game okay, so people we, and all the. We we have Comedy Central executives executives in the room. Uh, what hotel do we get to stay at when we get nominated for an Emmy? Like I know it's been a long time since anyone on your channel has been nominated for an Emmy, but what in in if that was to happen, what would what where, where would you put us up? Best Western. They're just looking at us like they're just looking at it like that question is never aroused in a fucking aroused uh, aroused in a fucking meeting. Anyway, so you got two Emmys now. It must be good. Do you ever do you ever animate them like make them do still motion things where they're fighting with each other? I should do that. That'd be a little fun stop motion. Uh, I don't have that type of th- that skill level with the camera. I don't think. I feel like you gotta. We've got plenty of spare time. Let's be honest, with this show, we work about three hours a day. We might be nominated for a Cable Ace Award. Do they Ooh. still have those? Really? Is that a thing? Do I don't, I don't know. Do Cable Ace Awards? No, there's something that we're being... We're uh, uh, WGAs. 
That's yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Totally yeah. No, no, that's, that's not the cable A's, but no, I think we're just you, we're submitting you, for that right now. You're right? wrong there. That's the good A's. Ah, it's, like, uh, it's an Australian good. award. Yeah. Oh, it's only presented to Australians. <laughs> and we have Lucas here, and Lucas, you're a new dad. That's right. I have a baby, not an Emmy. How's that? How's that working out for you? Enjoying being a father? Yeah, it's really nice. You know, I'm not sleeping uh, at all, really. But have you have you connected with the child in any real way? Yeah, you know, I I guess he's he started to smile now, which makes a difference because then before that he's just sort of like a a plant who like shits. Yeah, it's that it's that weird <laughs> thing that every other animal in the world just falls out of the womb and just starts running around. Yeah, and really. yet humans don't finish their full development until like two or three years later or something like that. We're just yeah. fucking sucking on our thumb. It's that weird moment with a kid because I have a child, but I remember when. He discovered his hands. Like there's a, a weird moment with Hank when he was pulling on his hair and he was crying, but he didn't know why he was crying because someone was pulling on his hair and he was too dumb to figure out so it was him. <laughs> he just thought somebody yeah. was grabbing. Yeah, it's just like why is someone <laughs> grabbing at my hair? And it's like Stranger it's like we're danger. meant to be the most intelligent fucking species on the planet. Yeah, I get but, these babies milestone emails like your baby should be doing this by this week, and this week was like he should hold things in his hands briefly. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the whole thing. Those things go on for years, right? And you start having these emails that come to you. It's like your baby should be able to do this, and then you look at your baby and it's not doing that, and you're like, fucking idiot. And know? then like the next day it's doing it and you're like oh thank god yeah, yeah. i thought it was undeveloped i at my school my kid um there's other parents that are like oh my child's reading like they're all four and he goes my child's reading at a six-year-old's age and i'm like my child i guess reading at a nothing age because he's not reading <laughs> <laughs> like how do you measure this and why are you so quick to accelerate people i assume He'll be able to read. Is that my job to teach him? Isn't that why I'm paying so much money at the schools? Who knows? He's got a good personality. He does have a lovely personality. Charming Yes, he gets that from me. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about the show. Uh, We just finished recording the show. Uh, On the show, look, we we, we wrote a show that we thought we were going to talk about, like fentanyl, and we had a few other different subjects we were going to talk about. We're going to talk about all the um, spending that politicians are doing at the moment by having private jets to fly everywhere. And that guy that looks slightly like John Oliver went on his honeymoon and he was going to spend all that money. Uh, But then what happened was, as always, uh, Trump fucked our weekend up. Because we thought we'd done writing on Friday and then Trump goes and fucks us all up by uh, talking about uh, athletes taking a knee. So we did a whole piece on uh, patriotism, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's what it was, yeah, a piece patriot- on patriotism. Much protest and patriotism. What does it mean to be patriotic? Um, uh, you know, is, is it unpatriotic to do certain things? Is it, is it more patriotic to... Uh, hold on, I've got to check my... Okay, Jack, just take this because I just ordered seventy dollars worth of Taco Bell, and you have to collect it from the gate. Seventy specifically? Yeah, seventy dollars. Do you know how much? That's, you, that's seventy dollars. Do, do you know how much? Do that. you know how much Taco Bell you can get for seventy dollars? And I haven't even asked anyone else if they want Taco Bell. <laughs> well, you just bought it for everybody. No, I just bought some, and then people who wander into my office, like Nicole, will get some. My assistant, you'll get some, Forrest. You'll yeah, get some. Sure. I'll probably give some to Kevin and none to Lucas. That's fair. This is how it is. He won an Emmy. Yeah, he oh, won an uh, Emmy award-winning Taco Bell. So, so we did this. We did this whole podcast, and the whole idea behind a Wait, podcast. Guess, guess how many chickens are killed a year for fat? I just read this today. 
How many chickens 20 billion. Are killed a year? Wait a minute. I'm obsessed with this. Have yeah. I talked to you Specifically about this? Specifically for, no, for what? I am obsessed with this. I literally eat I literally eat about a chicken a week. Like like two breast meals, a couple of wing meals. Sometimes I eat like a bucket of wings, like 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 16 wings. I kill like eight chickens worth of wings. And 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 then I think to myself, there's seven billion people on the planet. I'm eating a chicken a fucking week. That means that I'm eating 52 chickens a year. That means that let's say the average person is eating a chicken or half a chicken a week, including fucking vegetarians or whatever. That means that on our earth, including frozen and living and chicks and all that stuff, there's got to be arguably 30 billion chickens on our planet. Now, my question is this. Where the fuck are all the chickens? Everywhere I go, I can't get through traffic. I'm walking into people. There's too many fucking people on this planet and I never see a chicken. I saw like one chicken in a Rocky movie once. <laughs> You've never seen a truck carrying chickens on the highway? With a oh, chicken? I don't oh. fucking... I'm watching the road, Forrest. I'm a responsible driver. He doesn't have to I, the I, left or I know right. there's sheds. I know there's sheds with chickens. But where the fuck are they? That many chickens? I can probably account for a million chickens, but I can't. I can't account for thirty billion. Seven billion are killed in the uh, America a year. It's just in America for, for, for fast, just for fast America. food or just see, all chicken. See, all I've been to Mexico, and then you'll see like that one chicken just wandering around the town. Yeah. Who's eating that fucking yeah. chicken? That's got to feed one person for a fucking week. That chicken's just wandering around. Yeah, where did he come from? I, yeah, are there unclaimed chickens? Well, you see, you said, where do they come from? And that leads to a yeah. very timeless question. Yes, <laughs> yes indeed. <laughs> what came first, the Emmy or John Oliver? Uh, <laughs> a... <laughs> he sort of came with his own Emmy. Yeah, <laughs> I think he did. That's so, a theme. All sorry, right. I so, so we no, got, no, no, no. <laughs> we got sidetracked, but seven billion chickens die in America every year. I just learned that. So They're all cramped. I mean, it's thousands and thousands and thousands in these chicken farms. Yeah. They're all just cramped. So they're all really hiding in like five chicken farms around uh, the world. Yeah, I mean, how much food do you see? Me guy. That other Morgan than Spurlock's movie is all about chickens, his new movie. It's other like than cows. Oh, he's doing a new thing with yeah. chickens? Yeah, it's all chicken. It's about steroids being fed into chickens? And like farm all the big farm like Purdue chicken and these huge companies putting farmers out of business and all that. Like, See, because yeah. I know what Forrest is about to say now. He's going to mention cows. I, I said other it. than cows. What other things that you eat do you see all the time? Okay, Nothing. well in Australia, eating 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 broccoli, eating <laughs> lamb, eating lamb is as as um, prevalent as as common yeah. as eating chicken or beef, and we have shitloads of sheep everywhere, so that makes fucking sense. Yeah, you but you would... you like lobster. How many lobsters do you see when you're driving in traffic? Yeah, but I don't. I'm not in the water. I know, but I'm just, I'm just saying. Jim commutes my boat. You said there's all this traffic where there's all the chickens. You, if you ask me how many lobsters do I see in my submarine, then you have a fucking <laughs> argument. But until that point. Okay, how about... Uh, Not really, because lobsters, aren't they, aren't they low to the ground? Yeah, my submarine has... <laughs> has it's on the seabed, saying, if you're Yeah, saying, if yeah, it's your not the ground. My, my, my uh, submarine at this very point is is parked in an octopus's garden. I always thought that was so weird that like that was the one hit that Ringo Starr wrote, was <laughs> Octopus's Garden, and it's kind of beautiful. It's fucking um, beautiful, Ringo. Hey, did you guys uh, hear about these protests in the NFL? <laughs> 
So that's what so, the show was about. So we, let's, we, let's go back to the show. So we did some protests in yeah. the NFL. It turns out that uh, some people are taking a knee, and it started obviously with Colin Kaepernick. And Colin Kaepernick was taking a knee because he believed in um, r- there was racial injustice in America. It was about Black Lives Matter. And now I feel like the story, and we didn't really mention this because we only have a, a, a finite amount of time, but. Um, I feel like what's happened is now is the knees aren't about racial injustice. The knees now are about a big fuck you to Donald Trump. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even when he inspires hate, it's just like it turns the entire conversation around to him. So now everything is just anti him. But the but, dude has no shame. But that's 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 the whole argument. So with, with Donald Trump now, of course, he has brought out more white supremacists. More people have shown hate in our world than before we had Donald Trump. But maybe, just maybe, he is exposing those people and starting a more united conversation. I know he's not doing this on purpose, but is there an argument for that? I mean, I would say the interesting thing is that those people hate Donald Trump more than they want to hire Colin Kaepernick, which is really weird because, like, that, I mean, that, they, the whole conversation changed. They're still not hiring that guy. And I mean, just from a sporting aspect, their quarterbacks suck in the NFL right now. They they yeah. get a job, and they're still. You would think that somebody this week, I thought for sure, yesterday or the day before, they're going to be like, and Kaepernick's hot, you know, just as like the whole final. But maybe yeah. he'll he play might baseball. be in, Yeah, he may be. <laughs> oh God, he might be in talks with somebody. We just. Don't know. I mean, you know. It's weird. I mean, he's very yeah. capable. And at this point, it's like you would see. Well, like it, obviously, he could be a backup quarterback uh, for any team. He, he took the San Francisco 49ers to the, the Super Bowl. He, he's obviously capable. But isn't there an argument that um, it would just be wise for a football team owner just to buy the guy just for the jersey sales? Yeah, because it was the top. it's the top-selling jersey in the NFL, right? Uh, I thought it was the top-selling 49ers jersey. Yeah, I think it was 49ers yeah, but, jersey. But, if, not in the NFL. but, but if, if, like, the Jacksonville Jaguars or whatever yeah. bought him right now, it would go through the fucking oh, yeah. roof, man. Yeah, the Jaguars don't well, have a the, backup quarterback job for Colin Kaepernick. He could start for the Jets. He could start yeah. for a lot of teams, too. There's 49ers, a lot. you could start But what about the Sharks? The Sharks. <laughs> right. so, so often on podcasts, people don't work in a West Side Story reference. Oh, I thought you were talking. I thought that was any given Sunday. That was the name of the football team in the any given Sunday movie. It was a sh- yeah, it was like the Miami Sharks. Oh, I forgot about yeah. Which I don't know if you remember that. I movie. was they- fighting for you. Every game was played in That's the dark in that movie for some reason. They just had like car headlights. This is the weird the thing about movie. about Forrest, and there's many, but one of the things that oh, really boy. bothers me about Forrest is he's, he's from Florida, and uh, you know this because um, his inheritance was flooded recently. <laughs> But um, the thing about uh, Forrest is he, he's, he's Florida all the way. He's white trash, anything you want, right? That's all Florida. White trash? He's a marine biologist. He specialized in manatees just because he wanted to specialize in things that look like him. <laughs> and the thing about Forrest is he follows the Denver Broncos. Yeah, that's the Why don't you follow the Miami? Um, it's not an interesting sharks. story. It was just the first game I ever saw was the Denver Broncos live so, uh, in Denver. So yeah, but like, you can't go to the games. Why would you do that? I don't. I was little. It's like with the ducks. They imprint on the first things you know they see, and then they, that's what that that's their parents. That's who you like. That's wait, wait a minute. Are you comparing you to a duck, or you're saying that? that well, people... it's better than being compared to a manatee. I feel like you just went down this whole spiral of like I would you argue, should just be you should just be yeah. happy that the word man is in that title. I would uh, rather be compared to a manatee than a duck. I think manatee sounds cooler, right? 
Not really. They're Manatees, a fucking um, grotesque animal, the manatee. I don't know if they're grotesque. I'd That's ne- I'd, say, they're- I'd never seen a manatee. And then in the early days of me being in America, Forrest was opening for me. And he's like, let me show you some manatees. And it's just these fucking we went saw manatees? Wa- wannabe oh. whales rolling around. Oh, I'm thinking of the manta. They look like the a beanbag chair. Manta rays are great. That's a cool looking animal. Manta rays, stingrays. Yeah. Anything that can still Steve Ir- kill Steve Irwin, I'm all for. That's <laughs> That's the thing is, I've swum with stingrays and I've never felt in danger. And then Steve Irwin, he wrestles like crocodiles and sharks and shit. Yeah. And then like there's been two recorded cases of stingrays actually killing people. And it's uh, Steve Irwin. Now, the thing with Steve Irwin is they have footage of him being killed by the stingray. Mm. But they say they will never release it because it's disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. They'll never release it for one reason and one reason alone. Because he wasn't gently patting the fucking stingray. He was fucking with it and going, look at this fucking stinger. This stinger. And then grabbing it by the tail and the thing kicked back and fucking shot through his heart. I'm not saying that Steve Irwin deserves to die, but I understand why he did. But I got to ask you this, because uh, being Australian, you guys have the box jellyfish. Yeah. That is the scariest shit I've What's ever that? heard of. Oh, you Americans are such pussies. We also have big fucking spiders and snakes and I, shit like that. Yeah. I, but I, I tell you, I tell the you. The box story. jellyfish is t- tell them what the box jellyfish is. I tell it's a it's a big jellyfish. Yeah, it's a jellyfish it's, that it, it's 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 very deadly and it's, it's got a, a it's neurotoxin. A, It'll it kill you almost like immediately. If but you, you but you don't them, so. if you just die it. from the poison. I mean, you die for if you touch it. It's extremely painful. It's and shaped because, like a box, and well, everyone yeah. knows that one That's of the, the most annoying part. thing in life is moving, and that involves box. <laughs> And it's just that it's so fucking upsetting. All your shit's in it. it just reminds you of all the times you moved. <laughs> yeah. All and your then, baggage comes out. And then out. eventually you kill yourself. We also have a snake called uh, the brown snake, which is one of the ugliest of all the snakes. And um, I have a story. When I, it's more sort of, uh, it's indigenous to Sydney for the most part. Same with funnel web spiders. When I was a kid, we had a cat. And that's my whole story. <laughs> No, no, we had, when I was a kid, we had a cat, and I woke up, I used to keep my bedroom window open so the cat could get in and out of the house, and we had this cat that brought in a brown snake and just dropped it on the end of my bed, the most poisonous snake in the world, and I just sat there, and the fear that rushed through me seeing this snake, and the cat was like, look at what I've fucking done. Are alive? you impressed? Jesus. Oh, yeah, it's alive. The, like, the snake's hissing at the cat, and the cat's like, fucking nailed it, Right? <laughs> And so I want to scream, but I can't scream because I'm just like, ah, ah, ah. and eventually I, I sort of get dad. And then my dad comes in like, what's the fucking problem? Blah, blah, blah. And he comes in, he sees the brown snake and he's like, oh, fucking hell, just stay under the cover. My dad goes out and gets a shovel and just smacks the snake over her head a bit. Then he scoops it up and he goes, go back to bed. And I went back to sleep. Then in the morning, I wake up and I see my brother's. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, and there was a snake on the end of my bed. And then dad came in with a shovel and he fucking smacked the cunt, right? I didn't say cunt because I was about eight. <laughs> no, I, cunt hadn't really gotten into my vocabulary sure. as much as it has now. Till like but, nine. Yeah, yeah till like nine. Yeah, that's true. We hadn't learned that school. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't part of the curriculum. That. So anyway, so my dad goes, and my, my brother's like, bullshit. And then my dad goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I left it in a dustpan on the, on the balcony. And we went out to the dustpan to see this dead snake and it was curled up asleep and then my brother touched it and it fucking hissed and fucking spat at us and it ran off. Yo! Well, that sounds way more white trash than anything I've ever done in my whole life, just so you know. 
This is why I'm the not going to Australia. The snake into his bed. I'm just saying. And it lives. So, yeah. so anyway, Amazing. a lot of NFL <laughs> players have been taking a knee. And Donald, Donald Trump is upset by this. Now, there's all these problems going on. That We've got mass hurricanes. The people of Puerto Rico are fucking underwater. It's, it's probably more horrific what's happened there than what's happened in uh, Florida because the people of Puerto Rico, we care about. They did. Ha- they did a poll, though. <laughs> they did a poll where half of Americans didn't know Puerto Rican was uh, Puerto Rico was part yeah. of America. Yeah, half. And and so at the moment, it's Seems always low to me. Right. <laughs> Actually, I, thinking about it now. I yeah. have a theory on Trump. I believe that when he wants to divert um, something that's big, he sort of says something that's trivial, so we all get outraged. You think it's on purpose, I though? Like, Everyone says yeah. that, and I just think he just blabs about shit, and we talk about it because it's interesting because he's crazy. Yeah, I well, I I'm on the I'm on the fence. I think I don't know if he's an evil genius. I'm not sure, but it seems. Yeah, I don't think he's that smart. That he fucking. I mean, he's smart enough to know that if I say something crazy, like everyone's going to talk about it. I think that's the extent of it. But I do think it's impulsive. I think he's just going on. But he believes it. So I mean, it's not a coincidence that he was in Alabama saying that. No. You know. Well, that's that's the thing. I always think like I there's a great Twilight Zone episode that's waiting to happen if they bring back the Twilight Zone, which I think they should. Um, There's a great Twilight Zone. Like if Hillary won. What would Hillary be saying right now about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee? Nothing. Nothing. Exactly nothing. We wouldn't even be talking about it. This guy stirs up shit that doesn't even need to... Even if we had Jeb or Marco Rubio or whatever, we wouldn't be hearing about Kaepernick taking a knee. Like, Like, the fact is that, you know, this could blow out of all proportion that in 50 years' time... Where we have statues of people of Confederate soldiers, we may have a statue of Kaepernick taking a fucking knee. Yeah, I mean, it outside depends the on Miami how it... Sharks football stadium. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's the thing, though, is like he he says he said in interviews like he w- sort of like wants to start a culture war. Like Trump is interested in shoring up his because if he his base loves that's basically he, what Charles Manson wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. But he's his base loves this shit. Like they he, they love him talking about this as much as possible. But that's the uh, I like that he tells it like it is. You like that? that? Yeah, that's that that whole mentality yeah. that yeah, he just says what's on he says what we're all thinking, you know. I'm from Dallas and it was amazing watching social media people like Dallas fa- uh, football fans on Monday night because the Dallas Cowboys yeah. all kneeled. Well, they all booed before them. Before them and well, did they, they did a weird the Cowboys yeah. did a weird thing where they all kneeled f- and then before they the anthem and then, before, they and then they stood. They stood yeah. And then Cowboys fans were like they were kneeling for the the cross and then standing yeah. up for the anthem so they actually <laughs> didn't kneel. They yeah, were yeah, like, yeah. nah. Yeah, but it, you know the thing yeah. about Trump, that, and it, this was—I uh, don't remember what episode, but it was the one where we were talking about the Democrats and branding and stuff—is that he? I mean, we we're joking about it, but he really is good. Whether he does it on purpose or it's just he falls into it, is he's really good at distilling it down to the, 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 three or four words, and then the whole his whole base is just like, yeah, he, he is amazing yeah. at getting attention. Yeah, he is amazing at getting attention. It's like it's like, okay, so you're from Texas, yeah. Um, you must have a lot of relatives and friends that, that don't like you because of your hippie fucking show. I mean, that I feel you're... like I found all of the weird <laughs> liberal kids in this fucking school. Like, in da- like that's the thing. is like everybody just knows. But yeah, there's tons of people. I mean, like, you know, I, there's a girl who, like, was just always the one at parties, you know, just she was like the crazy 
party girl in high school, just like insane, drunk all the time. And now she like she started working for the Blaze, you know, Glenn Beck's like right wing organization. I'll tell you my favorite Texas story. Was it Dallas or Houston? This happened in it Paris. was Dallas. It was in Dallas. Yeah. So I had to cancel a gig in Dallas and then I had to re, um, what is the word? Uh, rebook it. Rebook, rebook yeah. the gig for a different date. Yeah. And so what happened was we had to cancel the gig because there was a person who was openly making death threats against me saying they were going to shoot the theater up uh, because of my gun control routine. And so I didn't want to tell the people why this had happened, but I just, I said, I'm canceling the show for personal reasons. I'll come back and then... So these threats still kept coming. I went to the I went to the police, and the police were like, "Oh well, you know, freedom of speech." I'm like, "Really? Oh, that sounds like a threat." Anyway, so I decided, okay, I'm going to go perform in Dallas. So I go to perform in Dallas, and what I had to do was because someone was threatening to shoot the theater up, was I paid for out of my own pocket. I paid for maybe ten to twelve police officers to stand at every exit. And to have them sort of lining the front of the stage, so that there was, and everyone was metal detected as they went in. And so I'm sitting backstage in my dressing room, and in the dressing room next to me, all the police are being briefed about their jobs for the night. Now these are off-duty cops that I'm just paying. And the sergeant goes, he goes, "Okay, we're going to need like a police officers, or cops at each door. We're going to need like four cops along the, the edge of the stage." And then one of them went, "Hey, sergeant." He goes, what are we even doing here? And then he goes, well, this particular comedian has been getting death threats. And then another one went, why is he getting death threats? And the guy goes, well, he does a routine on gun control. And then another one said, maybe he should learn to shut his fucking mouth. Right? And these are the people, these are the people I paid to protect me. And I was sitting there just in the next room going, oh, my God. Jesus. You know, you know a side note of that is when you had to cancel that show. Do you remember I, I did the Facebook post? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Because Jim, uh, this no, is everybody knows this. I'm not good with the grammar and and words and spelling and things like that. So, since he had to cancel it, he felt bad. He goes, oh, "I want to make sure this goes out right." And I, I was at his house. And he goes, "Can you type this up?" So I typed it up, and he put posted on Facebook. And like five, se- like literally five seconds after he posted, like he didn't write this. There's no spelling mistakes, and the grammar is correct. <laughs> like just immediately, like, <laughs> like immediately, someone says an uproar yeah. from the fans. <laughs> I know. Lies! <laughs> Too well written. Yeah. All right, so this brings, this brings my stupidity brings us into uh, the second act. The second act was also more football-related stuff. Now, this was the act that maybe uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago we'd already talked about. We were going to do a piece on uh, CTE, um, people getting brain damage off bashing their heads into things too much. Um, this was something that interests me because um, I've always been, as an Australian... I've always see when I watch American football and I see people in like their spandex pants and their helmets. And especially when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, when I was a teenager, it was always like Americans are pussies because I played rugby. I played rugby with no pads on and we all just fucking hit each other. I was like, look at Americans with their fucking helmets and their shoulder pads. But now I have since learned that that makes it way more dangerous because people hit each other harder with their heads. Yeah. In rugby, you wouldn't hit head on head because you would do a thing called dying. <laughs> right? Yeah. But you, what you've done is put these little stop gaps in the way of dying. And, uh, you know, so, uh, so we did a piece on 
all these uh, footballers, and it, and it's not just a rumor, and it's not. It, it, it's like the NFL are covering this up in the same way that the tobacco industry covered up lung cancer for a very long time. So that was the next piece yeah, that we CTE, did. CTE concussions. Yeah. yeah. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. You can say it. Can you say Encephalopathy. it? Encephalopathy. So th- that's one of the great things about the show is what we do is I can't <laughs> s- I can't say big words, right? So instead of what we do or is... Or simple names. Yeah, or simple <laughs> names. What we do is we, we act like I'm meant to not correctly say the word and then we make a joke afterwards. But those jokes have to be written because I'm, <laughs> I'm what my grandparents would call simple. It's taking a lot of pressure off you. It's good. <laughs> But it is funny every time. <laughs> I still laugh about Scott Ducci from last week. Scott Ducci, yeah. what was his real name? Steve, Steve Ducey. Oh, I was way off. Scott Ducci's better. And that was the thing is, I, di- I didn't know, it was, I thought I said Steve Ducci. I didn't know I said Scott Ducci. You didn't know you were saying that? No, I didn't know I said that. I didn't know at all. All that happens is Scott, the, the uh, producer of the show, Scott comes over in between takes and he comes up to me and goes, that was great. And I'm like, all right, good, Scott Ducci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he knows now. So, yeah. so, so what we did was we did a whole lot of thing about the brain trauma. It was something that I was uh, very interested in. Um, I didn't write a lot of this this piece. Oh, I want to mention something about the last act that we didn't do. Now, Luke is this is very near. And We're off concussions. No, no, this okay. isn't this isn't the first piece. We're just going back. Uh, okay. What right. happened was there was this whole thing about Steph Curry not being invited to the White House uh, or being invited to the White House and and rescinding and, and saying he wouldn't go. And we've been trying for about five fucking episodes to work in a Scarlett Johansson joke. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just hasn't happened. And so our original joke was, "Hey, Scarlett Johansson, if you're listening." Coming to my house is a real honor, and you've been playing too hard to get for too long, so I'm taking back the offer. And then I was like, ah, I can never be mad at you. You're welcome whenever you want, Scarlett. And then it turned out that another show did a similar joke. Now, this wouldn't be a problem, but we have tried to work in a me trying to fuck Scarlett Johansson joke. Since the pilot. Yeah, since that's the, the first pilot. episode. Yeah, yeah. Since it was the, the fourth time, right? I mean, maybe the fifth. We This Scarlett Johansson jokes have been edited out. So for the. For the tens of people who listen to this podcast, if you see us ever get a Scarlett Johansson joke actually into the show, know that the writers are just jumping up and down backstage <laughs> while that's happening because we've tried our hardest. Just blood, sweat, It's and funny because I thought we, when I saw that in the script, I was like, oh, didn't we already do that? And I was like, oh, no, yeah, you, yeah, we you, tried to do that. You think we've done it. We had another joke in this, okay, in this next act, back to the brain damage where we go, um, Donald Trump's going to want as many brain damaged people as possible if he's going to get reelected in 2020. Actually, yeah. I just read that better than I did on the show. And... <laughs> And that was also a joke from the pilot that didn't make it in where we were oh, yeah. going to talk about... Yes. Children, he's going to brain children. damaged children. Yeah, yeah, brain damaged children or something. But we eventually worked it in. We shelled it and we, and we got it back. But they were only the really jokes that we didn't really get through this no. week was Scarlett Johansson. Was it another joke? No, you know which other one you've been trying to get on is those the wheels in the suitcase too. That got on the suitcase. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Why we're recording this podcast right now, we have the other people in another room editing the show. Oh, that's true. And so it may not get through, but I get outraged by the fact that my father used to carry suitcases and, and <laughs> there wasn't wheels on the suitcase. Like that really bothers me. I feel the same way about stamps. The fact that the post office used to sell you stickers 
yet they were still had a fucking sponge next to them and they were blotting a stamp going, we can't figure out a better way, yeah. Yeah. right? These are things that upset me. That and chicken farms. Where are all the chickens, people? I can't say that strongly enough. Right, chickens well, are in the old suitcases. Well, this is the, I, I had an old suitcase when I moved to Western Australia after I, I graduated. I'll tell you a funny story, right? So I, I'm from Sydney, but for some reason on Wikipedia, it says I'm from Perth. Now, I sort of sta started doing stand-up comedy in Perth, which is basically Sydney to Perth is the same as uh, New York to Los Angeles, same distance. And I went to university in Perth, and I started comedy there. For some reason on Wikipedia, it says that I'm from Perth. Anyway, between episode 10 and episode 11, they redid my office and they redecorated and they put some new furniture and stuff <laughs> yeah. in there. They really did, man. That was they, a nice new it's, office. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. My office is beautiful. And, um, but what happened was there's a lot of Perth memorabilia. Yeah, <laughs> you pointed that out to me when we were all looking at it, and you're like, "I'm not from Perth." I'm not from Perth. Perth. There's a there's a map. There's, uh, a, there's the a official wap. flower of Perth. Yeah, there's a map of Western Australia. There's a clock that will constantly tell me what time it is in Perth. And the interior designers that did that, I didn't have the heart to tell them that they were in the wrong. But thank you, and the people of Perth, I love you in a way. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you're not. You, you didn't bring up the important thing, which I think is the toilet. Uh, foot pedal which i actually think is kind and of toilet fun. okay so for people why who are listening exist? why isn't there foot pedals on toilets you should be able to especially on, not at home but yeah. when you're on a plane there should be a pedal because sometimes they even have pedals for the flush on a plane yeah. they sometimes yeah, have yeah. flush pedals yeah, I've seen that. they have flush pedals but why isn't on there boats. a pedal that you press yeah. down where the toilet seat lifts up see this is the thing is i don't want to put the seat up because it's covered in piss Right, yeah. so I pissed through it, causing more piss to be on the fucking seat, and then women are angry at me. And then if I do have the will to put it up, I don't want to put it back down because I don't want to touch yeah. it twice. There should be a pedal on toilets so where you hit it, the seat goes up, you have a piss, it has a lovely soft release back down. Women would be happy; they're never touching anything. I'm never touching anything. It's a win-win. But for some reason, society wants to fuck me on a daily basis. Yeah, I don't understand why you go into a, to wash your hands. There will be a soap dispenser that is touchless, and you don't have to touch it. And then the faucet itself, you have to raise that up. And like, there are all these little things that people yeah. are not. They're, yeah, but they they have the no touch faucet. Yeah, but they, they don't have they, any other. They have the wave pedal. flush. I love the wave flush where yeah, it's just it like a fucking yeah yeah no, consistency. The, is all I'm the asking. seat is the most important bit yeah. of the thing. We're all kicking up a seat with our fucking feet. I don't want to touch anything in a public restroom. Well, what about this? They they just they just recently came out with flushless urinals. Like, what about, wasn't well, gravity doing no, that no, all along? That, I never understand that. Like just pee in the hole. It was waterless. Yeah, but what, they, well, there used to be water in your urinals, and then they invented that pad that had all the spikes coming out of it That's that good. seemed like to that. absorb the piss. Yeah, I like the, the spike Who, pad. Whoever invented the spiky pad in the bottom of urinals, you earned your billion dollars. Yeah. Congratulations, sir or madam. You did a wonderful job. I'm going to assume it's a man. I'm going to assume it's a man because only a man could see that problem. There's no woman who's urinating in a regular toilet that went, I wonder if the men are having problems with urinals. Yeah. So I, it might sound sexist of me, but I'm going to assume it's a man that invented the piss plastic trays. And well done, sir. You deserve an Emmy. Except then, then, then. Didn't a man invent the, the tampon, too? So Did he? I think so. Yeah, he did. Roy tampon? Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but he just wanted to stick it up women. 
Oh, yeah, Roy Tampon was just person. looking for something to stick up with. How long have... T- I feel like that's something a woman would have come up with and a man took credit for. I, I feel like it's a thing that a woman would have complained about for a long time and then a man would have been like, here, here's this, now shut up. Uh, maybe not. That was, <laughs> that was misogynistic. My, girl, my girlfriend's in the corner laughing right now because she knows how factual our relationship is. Now... Yeah, his name was Earl Haas. It wasn't Roy Tampon? It was not Roy Tampon. Because that's the whole thing. Because we say we're taking a crap because the guy who invented the toilet was named Crapper or something, right? And that's why we have the term taking a crap. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. The guy who invented the toilet had the name Crap. His name. Sandwich. Why aren't we doing a piece on that? <laughs> that should be actually. Uh, I just, yeah. and like, like, <laughs> just learned that. Like episode 100 when we're really running out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you watch John Oliver and he's just like, now I'm going to talk about property lines. And you're like, fuck <laughs> hell. Does Kevin really deserve an, an Emmy for this. <laughs> so, so we hey. talked about that. We talked about the brain damage thing. I don't want to labor on that too much. Um, if you are an ex NFL player and you have brain damage, sorry. Um, after that, we interviewed a man called Andy Slavic. Andy Slavic. Andy Slavic. Now, Andy Slavic is a very interesting man. A very interesting man that many of you may not have heard of. He is an expert on Medicare and Medicaid and was basically, he wrote up Obamacare. He worked with Obama um, on, on creating that. And he's probably the most authoritative voice on healthcare in this country. Yeah. And I, I, I hadn't heard of him before. And, and to our credit on this show, he has only ever been on things like Charlie Rose and C-SPAN shows. And he was kind of nervous about being on a comedy show but the guy, I got to tell you, it was a fucking star, man. Yeah. He was charming and eloquent. He was and funny. He, he got some he, jokes in, yeah. He yeah. was funny. Yeah. And Charlie he, Rose probably didn't talk about fisting. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's another thing we got to talk about. I did a fisting joke. That, that probably won't show, make it on. But that yeah. won't make the yeah. edit. I, I did a thing about if you, like I said to the girls in the audience, all the men, I'm not sexist. I am, but that's not about this. Um, I did, I, I did think about if women in, in the audience, if you were going and, and people listening right now, if you're in your car, maybe you're sitting with your kids in the back of the car right now and they can listen to this because they got to learn somehow. Eventually. If you're going to be fisted, ladies, if you're going to be fisted, if you have to be fisted, Donald Trump's the best guy, right? Cause he's little tiny hands. Yeah. He's little tiny hands and he'd Baby give that. Claws. These little tiny hands, you'd fist you. And, and I said on the show, which will be edited out, all you'd be left with is a pile of regret and an orange ring around your vagina. Because <laughs> of all the fake tan. Because no, he of... probably his hand's not big enough to touch the outside. It would yeah. just go straight It'd in. Slip right in. I think with fisting, you got to worry about the forearms a lot, too. So that's the. I think yeah. with fisting, you yeah. got to worry about consent, is my problem. <laughs> that's the bigger, <laughs> bigger you issue. Gotta, you got to, yeah, the biggest, the biggest issue is. Okay, number one is you have to know the person, right? I'm old-fashioned like that. Number two is you have to ask them first. You don't just rush into a fisting. Yeah. Don't go in there willy-nilly. Anyway, so he... he did, yes. So he, he was a great interview. Yeah. He did, though, when you... Because he got in a couple of jokes. 
He got some laughs, and then you took a turn down fisting lane, and you could <laughs> see him squirming to get out of his chair. Like he, he, you could see the satisfaction on his face first. Like, yeah, nice, I got one in. Oh no, fisting! <laughs> I did not. This is not what I thought. This was Dylan. Yeah, Both you, you he saw and the, Evan McMullen. You could sort of see the moment halfway through. Well, like, this is the thing: is if you, if you if you watch the show with Evan McMullen, the the edit on that episode turned out that uh, I, me and him were getting along and everything was fine and I really liked Evan but Evan didn't particularly like me and after the interview I went and talked to him and he was very upset because I made jokes about being a Mormon he asked if I'd read the Book of Mormon that's what he said have you read the Book of Mormon I said I haven't seen the fucking musical mate <laughs> you know what I mean no, like, like and so, so so Evan was upset but I think then Evan was happy with the edit where oh, what's his fucking name Andy Andy Slavic. Andy, Andy Slavic today was on the show and then afterwards he came and had a beer in my office and he was just over the moon that he had that opportunity to be funny which i i, yeah. I enjoyed now the fourth act uh something dear to my heart i i the only time in my entire life i've actually um uh pound the pavement and actually uh protested for something i didn't hold up a sign but actually the only time i've ever marched in my entire life was when I was living in the UK and they were trying to pass gay marriage. It's something for whatever reason, I'm very passionate about gay marriage. Um, I just believe that equality for all, I, I believe that gays should get be able to get married. It's such a sexual marriage that I have a real issue with. And that's something that we'll talk about some other time. But I believe gay people should get married. And it's always been a... Um, uh, a, a point of contention with me that that Australia is the last place in the free world uh, to not have gay marriage because I always considered to the Australians listening that, that that Sydney is maybe the gayest city on earth. Like you can have your San Franciscos really? or what? No, Sydney, we're gay as fuck. Wow. There's not a person who lives in Sydney. What's Pr Priscilla Queen in the desert? We have a gay district that. that What's that district called? I forgot you. Oxford Street. We call it. Yeah. We call it the, uh, the. We call it the uh, Golden Mile, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, so um, Australia is super gay friendly. We have a we have a, a gay pride parade, which is watched by a quarter of a million people. Fucking line the street to watch this thing. We're very gay friendly society, and I always believe that. And it's always been very upsetting to me that we were the last place to have gay marriage. Now, part of the reason we didn't have gay marriage is because there was a a prime minister called Tony Abbott, who incidentally, and we didn't mention this in the piece, Tony Abbott's sister is a lesbian who's engaged to be married. But she's not getting married because her fucking cunt of a husband, the ex-prime minister, said brother. that there would brother, be yeah. no... Brother. Yeah, her brother. Okay, cunt of a <laughs> her cunt of a brother um, is trying to block gay marriage. That's got to be awkward for them yeah. at Thanksgiving when they're all sitting around going, so I can't get married. You know what's even more awkward? That they're having Thanksgiving in Australia. I was Australia. just going to say that. They're, yeah. going, they're going, why are we doing this? What's going isn't, on? Isn't it enough that I'm gay and I, 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 I can't get married, but now you're making me celebrate Thanksgiving? Tony, you fucking prick. What the fuck is anyway, the Mayflower? So Tony... Why are you giving me this pilgrim hat, brother? <laughs> Well, yeah, we're that, you know, it's from the Mayflower. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you got some problems. All you pilgrims get together. Anyway, we don't even enjoy Turkey in Australia. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. So so Tony Abbott, who is the, the big voice of the no vote um, for gay marriage in Australia, he was headbutted 
by a guy called Astro Labe. Now, he had a joke in the thing is, that's like his name, but his DJ name is Funk Knuckle. <laughs> yeah, and he's Funk a ho- Hobart DJ. Yeah, he's a Hobart <laughs> DJ in Tasmania. Now, if you don't know what Tasmania, Tasmania is a little tiny island at the bottom of Australia. It's famous because of the Tasmanian devil. And also, when you live in Australia... If you go up to a girl who's got a bit of bush on her, you go, can I see your map of Tasmania? Because it's the shape of the the vaginal hair. But that's not what I would do. I'm just saying that's what others would say. Now, so this guy... The massacre is what it's This guy, this guy... Oh, also, there was the massacre that stopped Australians having guns. There was the Hobart massacre uh, where a guy... What's his fucking name called? Anyway, I should know this. Anyway, Martin, uh, Martin Bryant. Martin Bryant shot a whole lot of people, and then mm. the next day we banned guns, and then Australia's been fucking skipping around. That's all like, it t- Wow. Who knew? That's yeah, a, yeah. It's as easy as that. Yeah, because that's the whole thing about I'm so tired of talking about gun control in America because if you didn't do it after Sandy Hook, you will never fucking do it. Yeah. So have as many massacres as you fucking want, but if you didn't do it when children were fucking shot, I have no hope for you. Well, that's because anyway, it wasn't real. That's it was oh, yeah, all, you know, those are what things. actors or something? Gay like yeah, child, yeah, child actors. <laughs> yeah, child yeah, actors. From those, yeah, we got we got those great <laughs> fucking four year olds that know how to fucking run it. Yeah. Anyway, so so this guy Astro Labe, uh, DJ named Funk Knuckle, he headbutted the ex prime minister. So to put it in context, this is the same as if someone headbutted Obama. And you know what? It wasn't a big issue. We put this on as a news story in Australia in the same way that if you would have a news story of a surfing dog. Yeah. <laughs> Did he you even get go, a fine? Uh, Did he get no, anything? No, he didn't get anything. He's got a court. He got, got a court date, He right? got a thing oh, yeah. called common assault. Common. That's the charge. Not even extreme assault or anything like that. He headbutted the prime minister, and the next day he was interviewed at the front of a pub, and we went, oh, yeah, fucking Astro Labes, fucking headbutted, fucking some cunt. And the news almost rejoiced about it. The news was like, oh, yeah, fucking Tony Abbott's a bit of a cunt, isn't he? Fucking probably deserved a headbutt. And then they were checking Astro Labe, is your head all right, Astro? Astro. So anyway, so Astro, even in his interviews in front of a pub, when he was asked if he would do it again, he said, I don't know, depends on my sobriety. We need to get him on the show. I feel like we we could get Astro Labe on the show, but I feel feel like he's not allowed to get on planes anymore. Yeah, maybe. Like there still is a moment where Astro, you're not allowed to travel. You can't can't get a visa anyway. And and Astro's like, why the fuck not? It's because you headbutted the prime minister. (laughs) Oh, all that fucking sucked. Thanks. Oh, yeah, I thought it did too. <laughs> he can DJ the rap party. Yeah, he's a, D- he's a DJ in Hobart. If you, if you know anything about Tasmania, it's got a population of one million people in this little tiny island, and, and he's Astro Labe might be the most famous person there. Now, we're going to wrap up the podcast now. Thank you so much for everyone listening. Now, before I go, have you guys got any stand-up dates or anything that you want to announce in your personal? Go yeah. It goes out tomorrow. In tomorrow. Oh. Tomorrow. Uh, I'll be at Seattle, in Seattle, Saturday at a show called Livewire. So, Seattle folks, uh, check that out. Come and see him, sir. Nice. I host a show the second Tuesday of the month at Bar Lubitsch called The Reunion here in Los Angeles. You never California. invited me on. I would have oh, done that show. Me either. Yeah, and follow me on welcome. at Kevin Avery. 
Red Kyrie? What's your handle? Uh, at Lucas Kavner. I'm and I want to remind everybody uh, to follow our show, The Jim Jeffrey Show, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's at Jeffrey Show and all those. And subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, they, or wherever you listen to our podcast. Listening. These people are already listening. They've already done that. I know, but, you know, they might not have subscribed. They, they might just be listening. Button. Yeah. So all subscribe right. to a different thing. And I'll be at uh, Side Splitters in Tampa October 26th. You'll be in Atlantic City with me. I'll be there too, yeah. Um, okay. Thank you for listening. I think we can all do better. Good night. I'm Jim Jeffrey. Bye. Bye.